everyone. Welcome to Press Start with Logan and Jordan. My name is Jordan. I'm Logan. And we are talking all things video games on this podcast. And today we are talking all things Chapter 5 and 6 of Red Dead Redemption 2 as we continue our uh, recap and review through Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of start with... Oh, let's just catch up with you real quick. Uh, what are you playing, and are you safe from Hurricane Dorian? Yeah, so I didn't get electrocuted, so that's always good. <laughs> Dorian uh, chickened out and left the, left the state pretty unharmed, um, so that was good. But, you know, it hit the Bahamas, so you saw yeah. the disaster it could have on effect it could have on florida but it didn't hit us and we were pretty lucky but luckily they canceled school for two days so i got to play witcher 3 which has been sitting on the console forever uh haven't been playing it hadn't been playing playstation really for like a couple weeks since school started right. and I finally got to play witcher 3 and it's uh, it's so aggravating <laughs> i get so mad at that game it's not like Red Dead and all of them where you can just like skip ahead. It won't oh, let no. you skip. Yeah, so you're yeah. just kind of like, you just keep getting beat. And then I'm Googling like how to, the best way to do things and I'm doing all that and they're like, I still can't beat them. And then they're like, you're just bad like on Google, <laughs> like if you can't beat them. So I just get mad at it and I turned it off today and stopped playing it because I couldn't beat the werewolf. I still haven't beaten him. Yeah, how so. far are you in? Because that werewolf, I remember that part, I think. So It's pretty far in. It's, that's what, uh, it's, not, it's not too it's, early in. No, it's close to like. So I guess there's three parts to uh-huh. the whole video game, and so this is like at the very end of uh, when the Witcher's trying to find. Um, is it his daughter? Is that? I'm so confused. No, by he it. he. Yeah, because you never. Yeah, so it's really... actually um, it, it's not his daughter. It's uh, a a girl he kind of raised though. Like uh, she's mm-hmm. been with them for quite some time. Right. So. Um. Yeah, let me see here. I'm trying to see exactly where you're at. The Witcher 3 IGN Werewolf. There we go. Comes right up. Wild at Heart is the mission name. It is a side quest. You should be able to skip that. Like I tried to do like I tried to get through the gates and stuff, but it won't open. Like the gate won't open. I don't know. I'm so confused. I think there's another way you can get out of there. Um, because it's just a side quest, yeah. So you should be able to just skip that. What the heck, man? Yeah. I don't have to... I don't have to do that. I was getting really mad at it. <laughs> yeah. It can be aggravating. I actually, this, uh... Um... Speaking of The Witcher, I... Finished building my computer. And people are probably like, where is this going? This has nothing to do with The Witcher. But, um... I finished building my computer this weekend uh, that we talked about last time, mm-hmm. and uh, one, it, it's awesome. That's what I'm recording on right now, and oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm recording on my new, brand new nice. computer. Um, but uh, they had a sale on Steam. They might still be having that sale when this launches. I'm not sure, but I got The Witcher One and Two on PC for four dollars and forty cents combined mm-hmm. for those two. Hmm. So uh, I never played those because I I think it was on computer and probably like Xbox One. I'm not sure. I mean like not Xbox, not an Xbox One, but like the mm-hmm. original Xbox or something. Let me see here. Witcher One. Um. Uh, so yeah, it was. 
It looks like Witcher 3 is the first one that was released on a Sony system. Hmm. So, The Witcher 1 was only on Windows and um, Mac, it looks like. It does right. not look like it had a console release. And Witcher 2, I think, was on one of the X Xboxes. And for people that don't know, I never thought of getting a... Um, yeah, Xbox 360. Okay, so I could have played it, but, I mean... I think I did see it on sale one time, but uh, at that point my 360 was already dead when I was looking for it, so right, wasn't going to play that. Um, I never thought I would have a computer that can play these types of games, so mm -hmm. I just uh, never thought I'd get a chance to actually play it. Um, but this computer is apparently stronger than an Xbox One and a PS4, so I uh, can actually play those games. We actually put one of the games, State of Decay 2, on ultra-high graphic settings, and it didn't even stutter. Like, it ran That's pretty, pretty good. cool. So, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> um, it looks fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's got, like, a light-up graphic card. I didn't know that. And it's got yeah. light-up fans. Like Yeah, uh, like, those are the things that, like, blink different colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I got, um, and I got this new gaming chair that matches, so feel pretty good the webcam looks great like i bought a webcam for it and it uh really good picture i was testing all that kind of stuff out because i will be streaming soon so mm -hmm. figured i'd test all that out but yeah um if they're still on sale check steam on your pc and get witcher one and two combined for like four dollars and forty cents that's crazy one of the games was like one dollar and something and the other game was like two something so mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty great and you said you never played them right right Right, so like I was like you, kind of lost with the whole story of <laughs> yeah, so The Witcher, piece. but yeah. you you kind of start just figuring out and and picking up and um, you know I, I think I kind of I had my friend Andrew had played the other two I think so he had also I was living with him at the time on my second college program uh, when I played Witcher three. And, I was say um, this was a college program game for you. Yes, yes, it was Whoa. came out twenty fifteen. It came out twenty fifteen. Yeah. So he was able to um, uh, walk me through it, you know, and kind of explain some of this stuff to me. Right. But I think I had seen him playing it, and then I was like, I gotta go get this game, and I went and got the game. I think the week it came out, um, not long you, after I saw you him and Diego, it. you and Diego gamed it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Diego mostly sat in his top bunk uh, or or out in the living room watching YouTube videos about the top ten video game characters or something. But never um, played? Yeah, he never really played anything. I know he was big on to Pokemon, uh, so we had a similarity there, but he was big on to like, um, X and Y when I didn't have uh, 3DS yet, so I wasn't able to really connect with him on it. But, right. Um... He was mostly Skyping his girlfriend, so, uh, jeez, yeah, talking, <laughs> saying some dirty stuff to her on the phone there. Uh, <laughs> moving on to, uh, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> um, oh yeah, one reason why, uh, so I, I just watched a, uh, they just did a Nintendo Direct which is where they reveal some new information. They just showed off two new Pokemon on it. Um, 
Yeah, so one of them is, Yeah, one of them was really great. It's like a uh, it's a cormorant Pokemon, mm-hmm. which is like a swooping bird. And uh, when the bird does surf or dive in the game, it will pick up because it likes trying to eat anything it can. It picks up a fish, and it has the fish stuck in its like throat, and then uh, spits it out at the opposing Pokemon when in battle. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. And then they had a uh, a tea a tea Pokemon like mm-hmm. um like a Mrs. Potts, you know. Right. Uh, but it's a ghost inside there, and they cleverly named it Poltegeist. Uh, which is clever, brilliant dad joke. There you go. Um, it's a punny Pokemon. Yeah, they also showed off some camping features and stuff that you can do, and cooking curry and more customization and everything. So, mm-hmm. really looking forward to that when uh, that comes out. Like we've said a few times. Um, but yeah, we'll just go on over to uh, Red Dead Redemption Two Chapter Five. So if you haven't and you, you know watch this and or played this and you just want to catch up with us for a few minutes you're caught up uh we're going to be moving on to spoilers so uh chapter five starts off with us uh cast away at sea right or did we cover that we crashed on an island last time i think we got into the point where like we, we got on the boat get, or something. yeah we were like the dutch like wakes everybody up on the boat um, right right so the boat's sinking and then uh we end up separated from everybody on an island and uh i think like right away in the cutscene after we crash it kind of leads us back to the gang right we weren't too separated for long mm-hmm. um and it is what it's uh it looks like bill micah javier and dutch yeah. and arthur yeah um and we kind of get uh caught by i guess I don't think they're like local, right? They're, I think they're kind of like colonizing. Colonizing. Yeah, I think they colonized it. Like they right. took it over, and now they're there. But they have a um, some police force, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're about to get captured. But I think it's like locals then help free you, and uh, you're on yeah. the island called Guarma. Yeah, yeah, because like, it's like a sugar island, like, like a sugar cane <laughs> island. Yeah, they, they produce them. It's off Cuba. And it's Colonel Fusar. Yes. That's, yes. I think, the name. Um, so then uh, the next mission, like, pretty quickly here is if you find a person hanging in the woods um, after you leave camp, uh, it will trigger you getting shot in the neck with a dart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get captured by, um, you know, by the colonel's uh people um and uh arthur manages to say he you know when he's getting beat senseless he says he's american and that his name is leviticus cornwall (laughs) Mm, uh which i thought was great um and then you have to break out of there and you know free uh some people that they're trying to hang and when you get out of there like we said, chapter five is—I don't think we said this on air yet—but chapter five is really short. Uh, it's all of this Guarma stuff, um, mm. and uh, so then the next mission is what really threw me off here. Um, you have to start this mission by talking to Dutch by a waterfall, mm-hmm. and when I put 
you know how it tells you like where he is, like the D on yeah. the map. Yeah. I put it as my waypoint, and it tried to take me. If you're at camp, you're supposed to go right mm-hmm. over to the waterfall, and then you'll see Dutch, and it'll kick it off. Right. But the map wanted me to go left <laughs> and down through the creek, back up to where like all of these, like this little city almost, little town mm-hmm. with all these guards. And every time I'd go that way, I'd get caught pretty quickly, and they would kill me so quickly. Like, I thought I was in the clear, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting, like, six shots in my back, and I'm dead. And I was like, this this was my Witcher moment that you're having with the werewolf. I was yeah. so frustrated. I was like, why won't it let me? So then I tried going another way. I was like, oh, what if I cut through these cane fields or whatever? Somehow people still saw me and shot me to death. I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then uh, I think I looked up a video of it, and they just showed the person going right to like the waterfall right, or something. Or, or I just was like, look, let me check going right again. Because before I had tried going right, and I didn't see Dutch, and I would just, I kind of, there's like, you know, a creek and a waterfall, mm-hmm. and I thought I had to cross that. And I was like, I can't cross it. He's on the other side. But he was actually not on the other side. Um, so then eventually I tried that again after like, um, probably the next day or two when I came back to the game after I was so frustrated. Um, I, I came back to it and, uh, picked it up and I was like, oh, okay, it's right, it's right here. I felt like an idiot. (laughs) Um, and that kicked off the, the whole mission. Um, this is where I really started to get a bad feeling about Dutch. I mean, we've had yeah. a bad feeling about him a while, but right. you go through a cave and an old woman comes out asking for gold. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of, like, leads you through the cave, and when you get to the ladder, Dutch just, like, kills her. Yeah. He strangled her. <laughs> yes. It was pretty and, brutal to watch. Yeah, and Arthur is, I think, because then all Dutch also says something like along the lines of that he doesn't trust Abigail and John anymore, right? And stuff like that. So it started out like it's Dutch. He was is suspicious the one that, that Abigail got away, right? While um, Hosea died. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like all this stuff. Like it, it's from the falling out of the bank robbery. So it's. I don't know. Dutch is just kind of like lost it. I think at this point because I think he's yeah. got nowhere to turn. I feel like he feels right. like he's let everybody down and he's got nowhere to turn. And then he just starts that, to do some I, shady I think, stuff. I think part of it is that he is he was always what he felt was one step ahead of everything. Yeah. But right now he's like playing from behind, right? right. Like like you said, he doesn't know what to expect. He's like playing from behind. And he's just like, I need to find a way to get, as we stated in other episodes, where he's like, just one more steal, and mm-hmm. we're good to go. And the reason why he has to keep saying one more steal is because every other one has been going wrong. Right. Uh, or, you know, because remember, back in Rhodes, that was supposed to be their last steal, but then, and, and he was playing both sides, and they figured that out. You know, the Greys and Braithwaites are not as stupid as he had thought. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even have that much gold to begin with. You know, that was kind of like... I feel like everybody thought they had gold because that's just how Dutch thought, I think. Right. Nobody really said they had gold. It was just when you're talking about the two richest families in the in the town there, I guess people just assumed that they would have gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really 
I think, has put Dutch on this path now where he's kind of irre- you know, uh, irredeemable. He's not going to be um, redeemed mm-hmm. at all because he's just constantly getting into worse, worse positions. Um, so then you have to go through like this whole um, to save Javier. Right. Uh, you have to go through this whole field. I really like this part. Um, it was really going fun. through like and like blowing mission. up the, uh, the factory. Uh, what was it like the, the sugar factory yeah. <laughs> and opening the window flaps and everything, yeah. or you know, um, or closing the shutters or whatever. Um, that was cool. Uh, I like doing stuff like that because then eventually it always devolves into just shooting. So mm-hmm. um, I liked you know doing something before we get to Javier and letting him out and then just having to cover them the whole time. Right. You know, I liked, I like, I love those missions where you always have to go rescue somebody because you know it's going to turn into a shootout where you have to take down like 50 people. Right, <laughs> right. By yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because so. they'll be like, all right, cover us and we'll go like a few miles north and you just take care of all these people here. <laughs> yeah. We're good. You're good. You're good, Arthur, Arthur. You got it, man. You take care of what you need and Dutch just like, he. then you hear him like yelling like, I can't get anybody. I'm like, you're no help. Yeah. Good lord, can you just? Or I'm shoot like shooting. The, I'm shooting the thirty people behind him, and he's like, "Oh, there's a guy in front of me. You gotta get him." <laughs> You're like, "Couldn't you just shoot him with your revolver?" Like, yeah. come on, dude. That's the way it feels in um, Witcher too. Like, like Witcher's like the total opposite. You've got people helping you. It feels like in Red Dead, you're yeah. just by yourself the whole time. Yeah. Because you're nobody's getting anything done. <laughs> just by really, yourself. Really? Yeah. You're doing everything single-handedly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So then the next uh, one happens where you are, you know, teaming up with the locals and mm-hmm. you have the cannon on the top of the... Um, That's fun, too. On top of the roof. Yeah, that was great. And then yeah. you're, like, covering the beaches and everything. That was uh, that was a cool one. Um, sometimes I just get tired of the shooting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's times where it's like, okay, I've shot enough people now. Right. What do I do? Um, and then we have to... I, I think the best part is what is the mission that is called Paradise Mercifully Departed, mm-hmm. where you have to um, kind of... It, it's like nightfall, and you have to go through to save somebody. I can't remember who you're saving. Um, but you're, you know, you're going back through in the night and uh, w- before your ship arrives to take you out. And um, it's like the last one before you leave. Right. And, uh, you know, how you're just kind of going through the night and shooting um, people. It just was a little bit more stealthy and everything. I was going to say, because you hide in behind the walls and stuff like that. And then right. you break through. Because um, I think it's like, I think you're going to go to the captain or something to get... Yes. Yeah, you, then, that's what you have to do. You have to save the captain, I think. Yeah. That was getting you out. Yeah, because um, that Fusar is keeping you on the island. He doesn't yes. want you. And then he's in yep. that last tower. Oh, yeah, you bring him yeah. down. Yeah, that was yep. great. Because you got to get Captain Levi to get you off the freaking island. <laughs> right, right. And then uh, the next next mission is Dear Uncle uh, Tacitus, or, yeah, mm-hmm. Tacitus, or Tacitus. Um, and uh, this has one of the best parts of the game, I think. When you come back and you get on your horse, or a horse, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to return to Shady Bell, and it starts playing uh, with the Unshaken. Yes. Um, yeah. And you're just riding through. That was just so so cool. It felt like a movie. I love know, that song it. so much. 
Their film score yeah. is so good in this whole thing. Yeah. Like when they're walking up, there's that one song too that it might be unshaken as well, but it's when they, all of them are walking up to, I think it's the Braithwaite's house or one of them. There's a scene where they're all walking. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it's yeah. just like this like old Western song and it's just, it's really cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, then you get the Shady Bell and you see the uh, the note for mm-hmm. Uncle, uh, you know, Tacitus, and that was um, their code name they always use when they're leaving their camp, so people mm-hmm. can find them or letters that they get sent to them. Um, so because it's in know, that they're part voice, of Dutch's, yeah. yeah. Um, so it kind of tells them where to go next because it's empty. Um, Shady Bell is empty, so then they you know reunite. Uh, kind of near the, um, uh, it's in Lagras, uh, yeah. which is kind of where that guy took you on the boat. Isn't that right. where they're kind of near? Yes. Um, to get, um... That swampy area. Yeah, in the yeah. swampy area. But then so, that's, like, yeah. also, that's when the, because Pinkerton start to, like, show mm-hmm. up. And Arthur's really confused because they show up first when he's at, um, when they... Shady when, Bell. Yeah, yeah, when he's at, he's there by himself, they show up. And then there's a shootout. And then they show up again, I mean, coming up, and this is when you start to think, like, somebody's telling them yeah. something. Like, Dutch, and Dutch, I think, figures it out, too, but Dutch doesn't know. He's just He doesn't know the right person. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, they want to, you know, Abigail wants them to save John. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we are fighting our way out of there, I like having to get on, like, the Gatling gun type thing and right. mow them down <laughs> that way. Yeah. I was like, let's just please get these people out of here so I can stop shooting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, isn't that where Molly comes over? Um, and they think she's the one that had mm-hmm. told yeah, on it's them? It's right after that because, like, that's when they get into that big argument. And that's when they, they do it, like, two or three times right in that same area. I mean, they get into this huge argument yeah about. i think it was like molly says something and then the pinkertons come and um that makes you think and uh, dutch think and everybody think that molly is the one that betrayed them mm-hmm. but as we find out later and we'll talk about in a second here that's not the case um and then when you're going to san denis to meet up with sadie mm-hmm. uh arthur starts having some problems yeah. and uh, he's dragged by a doctor or he's dragged by somebody to take him to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Uh, I was like, is he, like, drunk? I, I was so confused. Because I was like, what happened? I was so lost. And before that, he had coughed, like, blood. So people, like, you're thinking, what's going on? But then I think he started to... Wasn't the person that dragged him over the guy we helped earlier? Uh, maybe. I think it was. Because I think he says... He, like, remembered him. Yeah. And I think he's speaking German at one point, or he has a German accent. Right. But um, they mentioned something about how he they owe him or something because of, um, I guess because of us helping that German guy meet his family, you mm-hmm. know, earlier, um, when we are moving from our first camp to the second camp. I believe that's what happened. It doesn't mention it in this article mm-hmm. I see here, but... Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that link, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Arthur finds out that he has tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the leading cause of death in the U.S. and Europe in the 1800s. I was going to say that was deadly then. Now it's, I mean, 
Yeah, because the first it's... antibiotic wasn't discovered until 1928, so... Because yeah. um, now it's not even... A, I mean, now I don't yeah, think not people much of a get problem, it. Yeah. yeah, so... I mean, I remember reading about that like in history and just being like, if you got tuberculosis, you were dead. Right, and now... Um, that's what Arthur has, and we kind of see that um, start getting worse as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you meet Sadie, and she walks you over to where uh, I think this is where she meets you meet the air balloon guy. Yes, <laughs> which was great. I love yeah. this part. Uh, I love the air balloon guy, and then they killed him. I was so upset that he died. I, I well, really I just remember being shocked because it was just like a it's like a headshot. It was like boom. yes. And off he went off the balloon. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was like, oh, geez. Um, but this is where we find out Colm O'Driscoll was captured and that he's going to um, get hung. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have to go make sure that that actually happens. Right. <laughs> yeah, because um, they've got John, too, right? Yeah, yeah. we got we saved John at, yeah. at that point, yeah. That's such a good, or, that, that's yeah. a good scene. Like, I like that. Or we, we scouted out where John was. I don't yeah, he's not rescued, yeah. but he's he's out in that field. Yeah. Um, so then we go to... Uh, we ride with Charles, um, and we get to... Uh, we find a missing stagecoach and dynamite, uh, use dynamite on it. Yeah. Um, and it's like these Murphys are what they're called, but they're they captured this woman... Um, and then you have to ride her back uh, to her mother, uh, who's in the the one town. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is where Molly. This is where Molly gets. I was gonna angry. say it's a little later yeah. when they start to like flip out on each other, because then the natives came too and they flipped out on each other again. So like they're all. This is a weird time for the gang because they're all just. I think right, they're and tired that's the of end other. of chapter five. Yeah. yeah, that's the end of chapter five here. Cause is that is that when she shoots her? The what's her? The older lady yes. shoots. Yeah. Yes. That was crazy. And people thought that was pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is at their new camp, which is right near. Um, it's on the eastern side of the map. What is that town? I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's where we just dropped off that person that we saved. Lemoyne. No. Um, it is a. Maybe I'm a little too south. Oh, Van Horn. Yeah, Van Horn. Okay. Yeah. And Annisburg. Annisburg is the one. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so we go to Annisburg, and we're kind of just in the mountains around there. Hmm. Uh, and then this is when we go save John, which was great. I loved I loved walking out. the guard to the door and, mm-hmm. like, threatening him and demanding the trade, you know? Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, and then like just racing back to the paddle boat and to to get back. Um, one thing here that kind of gives you a big of how much Dutch has changed. He's not even excited that John's back. Uh, he thinks he doesn't like that Sadie and Arthur went behind his back to go rescue him because he keeps talking about a plan that he had mm-hmm. had. Um, but at this point, I was thinking he did, he was just kind of done with John anyway. Right. Um, as you said, he mentions it when you're on the island, Guarma, that he doesn't really trust Abigail and John at that point. Right. Because I think he thinks John's the one that's ratting him out. Yes. Yeah. I, but I you would think like... his attitude would change once he knows it was Molly. Right. Yeah, because I think 
Molly initially felt like she did it, and then they think that might have been the end of it. Because at right. that, that point, they're not really sure. Of course, Micah is, but <laughs> but that's... Right. Uh, then uh, then we get the fun mission with Leviticus, uh, Leviticus Cornwall coming on his boat, and uh, Dutch just loses his mind and kills Cornwall. And, uh, yeah, you have to get out of there. Yeah, that's a crazy um, uh, mission. Yeah, that one was really fun. Mm-hmm. I uh, like that in- one, and I like the one where they were, I think it was earlier on in the log race or whatever it was, when they're outside and they have to shoot all those people. Like yeah, out in the swamps, yeah. that's fun. Like, I don't know, I just like the last two, but I know you were probably tired of shooting people at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go uh, to, well, especially because I was playing a lot of this in, like, the same day to try to really get done the game, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, one after the other. Right. Um, so then you help out Eagles Flies on a mission... Um, that one doesn't have too much ramifications going on. Uh, another thing is, uh, so then at the Van Horn trading post, you talk to Micah. Um, and Arthur and Bill leave to rob a stagecoach full of explosives. And uh, is this where we put that on the bridge? Yeah, this yeah. is where we put it on the bridge and blow up the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we help out with Rains Falls, who's Eagles Fly's, you know, father. And uh, that was pretty cool. I like riding up to that area with, with Eagle Flies and stuff. Yeah, where they were. Yeah. They were just nice. Like, they uh, yeah. they were the good people. <laughs> Whereas Dutch and them were. Is this when Dutch flips out because he keeps trying to help and he's like, this is the last time we're doing this or something? Well, it was. So. You find out, uh, Dutch finds out later that you were helping them, and mm-hmm. he gets upset that you were doing that behind his back. I'm like, do I have to clear everything with you, right. Dutch? Right, Because you were doing, like, it was ultimate good, and it wasn't anything yeah. that had anything to do with the gang, pretty much. No, nothing to do with the gang. And, I don't know, you were just protecting, I think Dutch just didn't like natives either, so I don't know if that was... Well, I think because he was trying to back Eagle Flies while... Uh, you were kind of backing Rain's fall. Right. I think it's where he kind of got the, uh, you know, that from. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is where you blow up the bridge. I really liked, uh, you know, riding on that little cart that you always see. Was that with John? Right? Yeah, with John. Yeah. yeah, that was great. <laughs> and he almost get hit by the train. Oh, yeah, that was great. I died by that, and I had to redo it. Really? Yeah. I, I was, like, just across the bridge, and I was, like, trying to jump, and the train just ran right into me. And I was like, okay, yeah. I guess I got to do that again. That's kind of like that thing when you're running through Saint Denis, Saint Denis, and you run right through that train. Yeah, it's like the oh, trolley. Crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm at some point here. I did a side mission. Remember that one I was talking about in chapter one and two? I think. Yes. It was, uh, with Valentine yeah. and the guy making the book. Um, at one point here, you catch back up the, with them in Saint Denis, and you actually kind of go over near that reservation. Right. Uh, with yeah. rainfalls and, and and stuff, and. Um, what happens is the the guy who's making the book about like uh, you, you show them that you had to end up killing all of them and he was like the guy writing the book is like is it okay if I just tell him that this guy did it instead of you and Arthur's like yeah I don't care right. um, but you get into like this uh, something happens that sets that guy off the guy who's drunk mm-hmm. and uh, he like challenges you to a, a fight or whatever and you shoot him 
and, uh, you know, kill him. And, uh, yeah, and then the guy goes on to write his book and uh, <laughs> sends a letter to, um, you know, Uncle Tacitus uh, or right. whatever and um, tells you later on about how how much the book, how well the book is doing and everything yeah. and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool to, to see that. Um, and then you get to rob a... Um, supply. I really like Captain Monroe. This is where we kind of get into the Captain Monroe story mm-hmm. with the Wapiti Indian Reserve. Yeah, and uh, he's helping them because he doesn't like the, um, uh, you know, Colonel Favors. Right. Um. So yeah, that was that was cool, and you helped them like steal a uh, a supply truck. Yeah. Um, and uh, take that back to the reservation. And uh, what happens after that is we go, um, yeah, this is where they go back to the camp again, um, or, you know, to the military camp with Colonel Favors, and he asks you to get step away, you go into the ca- camp and you're, uh, you're like coughing up and everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, and Colonel Favors plans on having Captain Monroe tried for treason because he's a little suspicious of him, because he's been helping the uh, Native Americans. And then you have to help get uh, Captain Monroe out from there. Right. Yeah. And then when you're at the station, seeing everybody out, you see Reverend Swanson leaving, and he's just like, I can't really handle this anymore, and he's going. And you're like, hey, I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. You know, like, because you understand too, you know, Arthur understands at that point how much... um, Dutch has lost it. Right. No, oh, yeah, uh, I think everybody's kind of like, all right, time to jump ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, time and to then, leave Dutch. Yeah. Like, then, we, then we get the best, uh, one of the best missions here, I think, in Chapter 6. Chapter 6 has a lot of good ones. Um, is going into uh, San Denis yes. for the yeah. hanging of Colm O'Driscoll. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, he's trying to escape. He's got people yes. set up to help him escape, and you dress up as cops, <laughs> and you make sure that that doesn't happen. This is a great mission. This is my fa- this is probably my favorite one out of all of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, the best thing about it is Colm's face when he realizes yes. he's actually going to uh, that he's actually going to die. Yeah. Um, and that his plan won't work. Yeah. And uh, that was just beautiful because he, you know, has been such a pain since chapter one. Right. It was really kind of like the. Uh, it always reminds me of the Jack Sparrow stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, it does. Like, yeah, like you're you're so close. And then he was like, and he goes, you know, he's the by worst, by far the worst pirate I've ever seen, kind of thing. Have you it's seen kinda... uh, Dead Man Tell No Tales? Yes, you know, is that one? Yeah, it reminds me of that uh, that scene where he's got the guillotine, and as it's as he's like spinning, the mm-hmm. blade almost touches him, and then he like goes another direction, yep. and it like goes back up to the top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know people didn't really like that one, but I I loved all the Pirates movies. except I the, haven't seen number four. I haven't the fourth seen one's actually four. pretty good. I'll give it that. Is it? Yeah. I remember seeing the third one uh, at midnight, and I didn't really care for the third one that much. Yeah, because the fourth one I love the first two. The fourth one's a little different. It's okay. Penelope's hard to understand. and then, um, But the, the one that they just did was actually way better than... Oh, fourth. yeah. I really liked Dead Man Tell No Tale. Yeah. So, um... So then uh, that will go, um, you know, Arthur makes a promise with Sadie that says, because he, he, I don't think he tells her that he's dying, but he's, mm-hmm. he's telling Sadie that 
if anything happens to him, you gotta help John, Abigail, mm-hmm. and Jack escape. And then you go help get her revenge on the other O'Driscolls since they were the ones that originally killed her spouse. And, uh, you know, she she gets to, you know, take care of that finally and maybe move on for once. Yeah, I was going to say, Sadie kind of at this point um, is just her, like, this part, like, towards the end of this one is when you see her, like, how she is in the epilogue when she kind of just does her own thing. Mm-hmm. Where she's very much like, I'm back on my feet and now I'm a badass. And I'll right. do what I want. Right. But yeah, I promise. And it's like she has this thing with Arthur to always protect John. So yeah. I think she always... I always had this feeling she knows where John is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like she, she knows... She has a pulse on where he is and what he's doing. Um, and then we help uh, Eagle Flies with the... Um, with fighting the military. You mm-hmm. know, with that big... Uh, that big um, like you're on the mountain and you you blow up the trees. That yeah, it's like that caravan. Yeah. Right. And That's then as you're one. escaping, you get to a dead end with a broken bridge and you just have to like jump into the water. Yep. Which yep. was fun. It's probably where uh, my horse died. No. <laughs> it's where my drowning horse is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you help out. Uh, you have to get eagle flies um, out of prison. Yeah. Uh, that was cool with Charles because you had to do it stealthy. You know, like we had to use uh, you the had to use like a bow and arrow. Yeah, and it was just so much more fun than yeah. You know, having to. It was nice to have a switch. It was such it a up. great change of pace. Like I loved it, and you didn't have you would you could be tracked at like there was like a whole I don't know there was probably ten fifteen minutes where you couldn't be seen. Like you had right. to remain, and and the only the last time you do is like you blow something up, and that's when you start to. But that's right. a, I don't know. And then Eagle Flies wants to continue, you know, fighting. Um, And and this time, I believe, is where Eagle Flies actually dies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because my last boy is... uh, And this is where Dutch leaves you. Yeah, Dutch is a jerk. (laughs) Um, You know, you ask for his help, and he just turns around and is just like, yep, runs away. And... uh, Later on, when you tell everybody, he tries to play it off of like, "I knew you were fine. Like, mm-hmm. you'd be okay." Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because it blows up, and he like, yes. There's like kind of like a moment where you kind of feel like he might shoot you. Like, Dutch might actually turn around and just. Then he kind of hesitates, and then he just leaves, and you're just like, right. "What just happened?" <laughs> And then you have to go rob a train, yeah. and uh, this is where people think John dies here, mm-hmm. and uh, and Dutch again leaves him. Yeah. So this is kind of, you know, everybody is kind of getting the short end of the stick here. Um, and then we get the the actual ending of the game here, which kind of ties in everything with. We find out that Micah was actually the real, uh, the real snitch. Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you a few weeks ago when we got to this point, and, I, and I, I'm glad I remember this, and said that I'll have to ask you later when we get to this part, is since we find out Micah was the one who snitched, do we think he had anything to do with setting up Arthur and um, Dutch against Colm O'Driscoll. Remember how they had the peace talks? Yeah. 
and Mike is the one that brings that to them. And then uh, from then, uh, that gets Arthur captured. It's like mm-hmm. they knew where Arthur would be. Right. I feel like Micah had something to do with that. I think Micah set that up um, to help narrow down that before he makes the deal with... At this point, he may have already made the deal with the Pinkertons because I would have think that they would approach him right after they approached us. Right? Yeah. We turned it down, so obviously somebody else was going to get that proposition, and right. it was Micah. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah, I think... I don't know. There's there's a lot of things where I just think Micah had a lot to do with it. Like, I think when... who when, Where were they when they were both... Then that guy comes out... Was he a Pinkerton when he comes out and he knocks the hand out of Arthur's... Or knocks the gun out of Arthur's hand? I think it's when... It might be him, Arthur and Sadie. Or it might be Abigail. I can't remember who it is, but they're sitting in that... Like, she's sitting in the chair and she's tied up. And they knock uh, the gun out of their hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I was... Think, um. I think they had had that, yeah, because that's when the Pinkertons kind of tell them that, like, hey, this was actually Micah who did this. Or right. Whatever. I just feel like um, Micah had a lot to do with everything. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, everything, I think like so even with Dutch, I think he maybe wasn't he was always like, at camp. You know, he right. wasn't always at camp, so that's he was always noticed, yeah. going around and yeah. and probably telling them, oh, you know, this is where they moved, or you know, this is what. And when you think about it too, Molly was safe. Right. Yeah. That and then the gang was safe the whole time until we just came back from Guarma, mm-hmm. and Micah finds out where they are. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like when Mufasa died, he, then Micah took over, and it was like Micah decided he was gonna run it, even if Dutch wasn't going to. Right. I think he had a lot to do with Dutch's stuff too. I think he was in Dutch's ear a lot. Like, hey, yes, like you should was. do this and this and this. And that's what, you know, Arthur tries to get at. Like, hey, Micah's brand new to this, mm-hmm. and, like, we, we've we been with you longer, and you're not even listening to us. You know? Yeah. And he tries to tell Dutch that Micah is the one that betrayed him, and, you know, that doesn't really work. Right. Um, and we get to the big fight on the top of the uh, mountain. You tell John to, you know, pretty much run away. Yeah. And live a life with his family, and... Uh, this was another really good part. I really like this part where you go up there and you're just fighting one on one with Micah, and um, I I really thought we were going to be able to kill Micah at this part. I did too. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Arthur dies and yeah. John survives, and that is the end of the main six chapters. Yeah. And the gang is disbanded. And yeah, because it's to the epilogue, yeah, because it's Micah, Dutch, and Arthur at the top of the the yes. mountain then they're just kind of pointing guns at each other and they're they're fighting and then they're fist fighting because they lose the guns and then and dutch runs away doesn't he yeah dutch the dutch cowers away like he's like yeah help me and he's like no like, yeah because he doesn't help micah either right yeah no because he's like i'll let you two settle this yeah and then he yeah off. so that's just how dutch is he's just like i'm not gonna help anybody all right yeah. i'm out of here yeah it's the same way he's always like, about number one yeah he's always about number one and when we get into the epilogue it's kind of the same way his story yeah. ends yeah. there too but, but yeah, I remember being just taken away with the end of that story, and uh, you know, um, I, while it was a sad death for Arthur, he accomplished everything he needed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that was to make sure John got out, and yeah. Jack got out, and Abigail got out. He it doesn't always rights. work yeah. that way for if people have played Red Dead Redemption One. Yeah. Not everything 
turns out like Arthur had intended it, but he did the best he can. You know, you can only put the people in the spots to succeed, and then they actually have to do the, do the rest. So, right. That was a great story. It was kind of cool how it ends, just because like the sun was setting on Arthur's yeah. time, yeah. and then it rises with John in the in the epilogue. So that's it was kind of a cool transition and send out for him. And I don't know, people were like, "Oh, we knew he was gonna." Die. That actually shocked me when he died. Like I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, not like. I didn't ever see it coming, but I did feel like there was a time where it just surprised me that he was actually dying. Well, he, he died from the TB, right? Yeah, he, he did. Died, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, once he got diagnosed, I, I figured he's a goner. Yeah. No, I figured he was going to die, but I didn't yeah. think that's how it would end. No, yeah. I, I, I was glad that the disease took him and he didn't die from, like, my gut or something. Right. I was just waiting Is for Dutch to shoot us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dutch takes us out. No backbone. But yeah, so I guess next time we'll talk about Epilogue 1 and 2. Um, shouldn't be too much to mm-hmm. really cover. But um, yeah, so we got a little shorter of an episode here. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to go over the epilogue. And we'll move on from this game and we'll pick another game to kind of go through and see what we can what we can scrounge up for everybody. Yeah. But uh Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, you can catch us at facebook.com slash pressstartvgpod, Twitter at pressstartvgpod, Instagram at pressstartvgpod, Gmail, our Gmail account is pressstartvgpod at gmail.com if you want to send us any emails uh, on your thoughts of Red Dead Redemption 2 main story, you know, before we move on to the epilogue. And uh, that's about everything. So thanks for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye.